Key political races are set for November's general elections in South Carolina. One teenager is dead and another is injured in a Metter shooting. An oppressive summer heat blankets southeast Georgia and the low country and doesn't appear to be going anywhere anytime soon. I've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and low country. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. The race for the governor's mansion is set in South Carolina, as well as a race for the District 1 seat in the U.S. House of Representatives. Several other local races are ready to be contested in November's general election as well. Incumbent Governor Henry McMaster has been declared the winner of the Republican primary of the gubernatorial race by the Associated Press. McMaster is seeking his second full term in the state's highest office. His opponent will be former U.S. Congressman Joe Cunningham, who avoided a runoff in the Democratic primary on Tuesday night. Cunningham picked up the nomination by earning 57% of the vote, avoiding a runoff with Mia McLeod and three other competitors. On Tuesday night, both men turned their attention to the general election this fall. Here's what both McMaster and Cunningham had to say at their respective watch parties, beginning with McMaster. South Carolina state government is in the best physical shape we've ever been in. We have the largest budget surplus, the largest rainy day reserve fund, and the lowest debt ever in the history of our state. We've cut taxes on our small businesses and we've returned money back to the taxpayers. And in the next few days, I will sign into law the largest income tax cut in the history of our state. I'll say that again, the largest income tax cut in the history of our state. Primaries always have the, the, you know, the things that come up and the, the fact of the matter is after the primary is over, you move forward towards the general election. And so, you know, many campaigns go through things like this, but our focus is on providing new leadership here in South Carolina. And, and this is about, you know, seeing things through a lens of 2022. And Governor McMaster, you know, we appreciate his, his decades of, of service, but the fact is the world is a different place right now and we cannot use the thinking of the past in national races democratic stalwart jim clyburn cruised in the primary for his seat representing the state's sixth district in the u.s house he'll face republican challenger duke buckner in november's general buckner picked up 74 percent of the vote in the republican primary Republican incumbent Nancy Mace held off Trump-backed candidate Katie Arrington in the GOP primary for Mace's U.S. House 1st District seat. Mace told WTOC she had some victory cake for breakfast on Wednesday morning. Now, after a hard-fought battle, the congresswoman says it's time to focus on the future. It was awesome last night, and now we've got to unify the Republican Party. And I want to thank my opponent for being in the arena, for running, or really working really hard in her campaign. Um, and now we've all got to come together so we can win in November. We win in November, we're going to have a Republican majority. Well, we want to continue the work that we started. I passed 16 bills out of committee so far in my first 16 months in office. I passed four bills out of the floor of the House. In fact, the last bill that I passed out of committee was completely unanimous. Mace will face off with Democratic challenger Annie Andrews this November. Some more notes from the South Carolina primary elections. The Republican race for state education superintendent is headed to a runoff between Kathy Maness and Ellen Weaver. Lisa Ellis has a healthy lead in the Democratic primary, but it's unclear if she'll be able to avoid a runoff. Longtime Beaufort County Sheriff P.J. Tanner won the Republican primary race on Tuesday, picking up 62% of the vote over JoJo Woodward. 
To see all the results from Tuesday's primary elections in South Carolina, check out the election results page at WTOC.com. You'll find the link in the description of this podcast episode. Savannah police are investigating a shooting that left a man injured and caused a large police presence at the Walmart in Pooler on the afternoon of Tuesday, June 14th. Police responded to the parking lot of that Walmart around 5 p.m. Police say the victim went there after being shot in a different area. A preliminary investigation revealed a 22-year-old Hinesville man was driving through the parking lot of Colonial Grand Apartments at Godley Lake when his car was hit by gunfire. That victim was taken to the hospital. Police are now investigating what led up to the shooting. A 15-year-old boy is dead and a 14-year-old girl is injured after a shooting during a dispute over a possible missing dog in Metter on the night of Tuesday, June 14th. Police say it happened on North Leroy Street near Lincoln Street. WTOC Bureau Chief Dow Kennedy has been following the story and has the latest details. Metter's police chief tells me this all started earlier in the evening in a community dispute over a dog in the neighborhood. He says officers came out here, thought they had everything resolved and left. An hour later, they get a call of shots fired. He says this is one of those cases as they, as they work through the forensics and also the witness testimony, there's still many more questions than they have answers. Chief Robert Shore says they've identified the person they believe fired the shots that wounded a 14-year-old female and killed a 15-year-old male. He says there was a crowd in the street at the time of the shooting still connected to the dispute and probably the next few days will be interviews with witnesses to try to piece together what happened and, and use that along with the evidence that was collected to try to determine what happened. A family member for one of the shooting victims tells me loved ones are planning a vigil as they wait to see what happens in this case. And we'll continue to follow this case and bring you any updates. In Metter, Dow Kennedy, WTOC News. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation has taken over the case. If you have any information, you're asked to call the GBI or Metter Police. A cargo ship had to be dislodged after running aground near Old Fort Jackson in the Savannah River on Tuesday, June 14th. The Coast Guard says they were notified the ship had gotten stuck just after 6 p.m. on Tuesday. The Coast Guard temporarily closed the waterway and seven tugboats repositioned the nearly 1,100-foot vessel to the center of the shipping channel. There were no injuries or rescues, according to the Coast Guard, and no pollution was reported. The Coast Guard Marine Safety Unit is now investigating. The southeastern United States dealt with some of the hottest temperatures of the year this week, and it could be even hotter soon. First Alert meteorologist Dave Turley and Andrew Gorton discussed what to expect with that oppressive heat over the next few days on the latest episode of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. Here's a snippet. And then all bets are off coming up in the next week. Ooh. Do we want to? How much do we want to get into the to that? We can get into talking <laughs> about numbers, but not calling it a forecast. So I right. think, you know, we turned the page on our climate averages today, I think was the first day that our average got 290 for a high for Savannah. So you mentioned, you know, temperate, normal-ish for Monday. Sure. But then we go into the middle of next week. So in about a week's time, some of the models are going to the wall here on some of these high temperatures into the triple digits if we hit the lower triple digits you know we go from heat advisories this week which we thought were bad enough with the feels like temperature there too there's a potential for excessive heat watches or excessive heat warnings now off the top of my head i don't know what that would be but i can tell you if we're forecasting for triple digits there would probably that at least would, be a watch I at would the very so. least yeah so. and and some of the models again are suggesting actual temperatures actually there's two of them the european and the gfs are on board are both suggesting 
100 plus degree temperatures like are we, certainly possible for yeah. a couple days. Uh, I think Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. At least, I want to say at least Wednesday, Thursday. At least I Wednesday, Thursday. Whenever- you can subscribe and download the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast everywhere you get podcasts. You can get the latest news, weather, and sports updates every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.